Better get back to work here. I was talking, I, I deciphered what Eric Johnson's doing with the Afternoons Live bump songs. I said, are you just going in order of the president's names? Because I noticed Jefferson, and now uh -huh. we got James. Then I'm like, who is Washington? And then he said George Harrison. I'm like, oh, first name. Um, yeah. All right. I'm, 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 I'm my first stumbling block here with Millard Fillmore. It's <laughs> a tough one. Yeah. Uh, the Almond Brothers have an album called Fillmore East. And there are what? there's also a, a venue <laughs> okay. that is the Fillmore. So I'm thinking I might have to pull yeah. a live version of something from the Fillmore. You know what? I like that you made up this game in your own head and you're trying to justify the rules and abiding <laughs> by them, but no one else knows about it. I mean, you know, on. if you can't play your own <laughs> okay. games with integrity, what can you do? Fair, fair. <laughs> Two, three, seven, five, nine, four, eight. I'm going to get to the full. Let's visit with State Treasurer of the great state of North Dakota, Thomas Beadle, whom I guess was trash talking about a game we play every week before I clicked him on air. Welcome back to the show, Treasurer Beadle. How are you? Doing well, Tyler. Yes, I was uh, indeed giving uh, Eric some grief over how terrible the studio did at Audible's last week. Uh, and I should give you grief, too. I offered to come in studio this Thursday, but I think you're just terrified of if I'm going to be there. Uh, well, uh, I will gladly allow you to come on in and watch in real person if you want. <laughs> Easy to be playing audibles in the confines of the state treasurer's office without any of the pressure that you have when you know that there's hundreds of people in the text club that are rooting for you so they can get a free car wash. So, well, that's fair. That's fair. You, you, you have a lot of pressure on yourself for that one. Well, we will get you in to play audibles. Maybe this week, maybe another week, but we will, and I will give you my word. We'll have you in I'll, studio. I'll take you up on it. Okay, very good. I'm glad that you took me up on the, the conversation today uh, based on a poll that was conducted. Uh, the North Dakota News Cooperative found you know, things that I think voters in North Dakota want when it comes to the Legacy Fund. Uh, you serve on a number of boards, one of them being the uh, State Investment Board. That does the administration of the Legacy Fund. Have you had a chance to look at what uh, the, this poll shows? Yeah, I did. And I was, I was appreciative to have that data out there and have uh, more information and more conversations on the Legacy Fund. It's definitely very important to our state, and I don't think we do enough, a good enough job telling people about it. Well, uh, it's tough to ask a question following that because I think you, you categorized it right or characterized it right that we know that there is a pool of money out there. We know it's called the Legacy Fund, but then that seems to be the the surface value that we come to know. We don't know the investments. We don't know what can and can't be done, how to utilize some of that money. Is there anything you can do in the immediate to have some more transparency? Because that's one of the things I, I pulled out of this poll is people just want to know more about it. Well, and, and, and frankly, I don't think going to rio.nd.gov makes for fantastic bedtime reading. But we do have a lot of information up on, on about the Legacy Fund on the Retirement Investment Office website. That's the agency that deals with the day-to-day -day administration of the fund. Um, but, but, yeah, we need to do a better job messaging. I mean, it's something that probably didn't rub you as, as bad in, back when you're in your legislative days because you were in the minority. But one thing that we run into with uh, you know, have a, you have 141 legislators, they sign and die at the end of session. And then once those taillights hit, none of them want to talk about anything that they did during session. So well, they've got 20 months Yeah, that's to because go. That, that was a majority uh, party problem. They didn't want, they weren't proud of what they were able to do. If you're going to take cheap well, shots at the minority. Or, or, or they were, but they were a little too exhausted to talk oh, about. Yeah, okay. uh, they, they all had their May vacations planned. Um, but, you know, there's we're, we're doing a lot of stuff with the Legacy Fund, and there's a lot of stuff we need to be proud about. Um, there's more we have to do, but there's a lot we can. We've done so far, and I'm happy to get into a little bit of that with you. Yeah, I, I will. I want to 
baseline, I think part of the problem of the, what seems to be the the standstill on is because we have people that have, uh, I think, t different visions of what the legacy fund is. I, I think there is yep. a, a group that says this is to invest in a legacy for future generations. And then there's another group that says this is a rainy day fund. So when things aren't going well, we have to dive into this. And I think if we can get everybody on the same page there, it's tough to actually have that role going forward. Yeah, and and the, I'm I'm certainly in the, the future generations crowd. It always bugs me whenever I hear Joel in particular talk about it being a rainy day fund. So to give the listeners a little bit of a background on it, because um, I know you've you've talked about it, so most of them I'm sure know. But just in case we have anybody who's listening that doesn't know, um, this was was passed by 2009 legislature, put it on the ballot. 2010, uh, it was on the ballot, voted on by the led, by, by the citizens to put 30 percent of oil collections that the state uh, collects into uh, uh, set aside into a separate fund. Um, the idea being that at the time, oil is becoming a more and more prevalent part of our state budget, recognizing that it's not a, a resource that's going to be here forever. And so how can we offset that for the future? So right now, if you look at the state's budget, it's essentially like a, if you look at it, a pie chart um, for the total state budget that the legislature works on, about one third of that pie chart is federal dollars. So let's take those off the table. Of the remaining two-thirds, 50% of that is your general fund tax collection, income tax, sales tax, uh, motor vehicle tax, et cetera. The other 50% is oil and, and oil and gas tax collections. We recognize that that's a huge, huge, huge risky portion of our budget, recognizing that it's, it's not going to be there forever. But if we can grow the legacy fund, we can have those earnings to be able to offset that, be there in the time where we no longer have those revenues coming in. So that was the original intent and the vision for the Legacy Fund, is how can we grow that? Now, we've been successful at that. Now we're, we're a little over, uh, or closing in on $10 billion. We're, we're a little over $9 billion in the Legacy Fund. Um, of that, the legislature uh, pulled 7% earnings this last legislative session, $486 million, uh, was what was claimed as earnings. That $486 million um, went to the legislature to then be spent. And the way they spent it has a pretty big impact on property taxes, especially if you live in the Red River Valley. First $102 million of that went towards the, the sinking and interest fund. That pays all the bond payments for uh, the Red River Water Supply Project, the FM Diversion Project, uh, and the Minot Area Flood Protection. Okay. Those were pulled off and taken off the top. That's the first $102 million for the biennium paid for by, by, by legacy fund earnings. The next $225 million went to a legislative tax relief initiative fund, um, and that includes that $500 property tax credit that everyone's talking about. That's where the legislature gets some of the money to play with that. Mm. Then the next $100 million, so now we're at, uh, you know, we're at 420 of the $486 million. The next $100 million went to the Highway Distribution Fund to, to help with uh, roads projects for cities and counties and townships uh, and state highways all across the state including $10 million to township roads, $28 million to the cities uh, across the state. And so that was kind of what the legislature did with the earnings. Okay. There, there, In addition to that, we've been trying to invest the principal 
and put the principal to work in North Dakota as well. And that's something that I think we don't do a good enough job talking about. Well, and I, you just rattled off a number of things that had been utilized. I, I'm willing to bet that we we didn't know. Uh, you know, I mean, just on face value, guys, when, there's two things. One, you made a hell of a good argument of why we should not eliminate income tax, by the way, by saying, hey, look, 50% is on the oil, and we're, we know that that's finite, but I won't pull you into that argument. That's going to be a gubernatorial conversation when those candidates are ready. Uh, but also, I, I, when you were talking about, hey, we did this for the Red River Valley, we did the the roads and townships, all those things, and then that property tax uh, credit that you're going to be able to get better or rebate. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you know, I, I've been hearing uh, on the national side, people is talking about, oh, yeah, the economy, we did this. But if people don't know it and they don't feel it, they're not yep. going to appreciate it. And I, I'm guessing that some of that's going on right now. Uh, Absolutely. That, hey, that we, we are using some of it. But it's not that we necessarily know where the the resources came from, Trevor. Yep. And, and and that's absolutely true. And, and you know, we have far more than just the legacy fund. I mean, the Common Schools Trust Fund kicks out five hundred million dollars that pays for one quarter of the K twelve education across the state. I mean, we have different funds like that that we have invested to try to generate, provide those returns for our citizens so we don't have to rely on tax revenue to do so mm-hmm. um, but if we don't tell anybody about it if we don't if we're not the messenger for those things then it absolutely gets lost and then it's just hey I'm paying more at the grocery store I'm paying more at the gas pump why are they sitting on this money not doing anything with it and, and the fact that we're not very good at messaging what we're doing with it is really doing a disservice to the citizens because then they're left you know, wondering and scratching their head and, and feeling like nobody's caring for them, which is not the case. I mean, we, we certainly are trying to do some, do more with this um, and, and do more with the resources we have mm-hmm. as a state because we've been very blessed. Um, but but obviously, you know, people still feel pain right. and, and we need to figure out how we can help. The uh, state treasurer, Thomas Beadle, I guess you got a couple more minutes for me. I got to get a weather update uh, here and then we'll come back. Uh, just do you, do you have a little bit more time? I know you got to get on the road to an event, so... Uh, no, yeah, we had, we had District 4 in Garrison tonight, but no, I got some more time, and I'm always happy to sit through a two-tall Tom weather album. All right, I will uh, let you do just that then. State Treasurer Thomas Beatles, I guess. You got a question or a comment on uh, the Legacy Fund, now's a chance to send those in. The Afternoon's Live Adventure every Text Club's at 35270. Get you a weather update. More with State Treasurer Beetle after this. We're talking about the Legacy Fund. The poll came out last week saying, you want to know more? about where the dollars are and, in fact, uh, ideas of where to spend those. And State Treasurer Thomas Beadle serves on one of the boards and as a guest of ours here on Afternoons Live. Uh, Tom, you, you mentioned that, and I'm in the same camp you are, about that legacy being left for future generations, not the rainy day fund approach. Uh, has there been discussion on that? Because I, I seem to remember, and it was long, long time ago, well, billions of dollars ago when there were – uh, people of, of prominence that got together, they had listening sessions around the state. They came uh, with a plan, and I don't know anything was done with that. I think about Brad Crabtree. I think about uh, Karen Stoker and some others that were a part of, and I don't know if there was any official capacity to it, but they went out and they did some of the legwork, and now I think some of those plans just collect dust. Are there any efforts like that being done that you're aware of? Well, that's so. so the only one that I've formally – remember is the legacy earnings committee uh had listening sessions across the state uh, now house majority leader mike lafour previously just uh, representative lafour was chairing that um as they were going around and and seeing and that's where where they started with that formulaic approach of how 
some of those earnings flow. Um, this last legislative session, it was House Bill 1379, I think, was what they did to change how those streams go. And that's where they, they you know, the, the bonding one in particular, the sinking and interest fund to help pay for those water projects. That was one of the big ones that came out of that. Um, but one of the other areas that they've been focusing on is recognizing that, you know, the earnings are one thing. Uh, it, it's certainly worthwhile um, to make sure that those earnings are putting to use, are being put to use. And I think for the most part they are. Um, but then the other area on it is, is there, is there an appetite or is there an area where we can invest more of the principal into the state? And so a couple of years ago, uh, we passed that in-state investment initiative through the legislature. Uh, it now set a target for us of $1.3 billion to invest in the state of North Dakota directly. Um, not grants, not giveaways, investments, because we want to get a return to the fund. Um, but we recognize we'll get a little less than a market return for if we were investing it elsewhere by doing so. And so we have two avenues for that set up right now, uh, the, the equity side and the fixed income loan side. The loan side is primarily managed through Bank of North Dakota. Um, the most notable one uh, uh, investment that we've made through that was we helped with a $150 million financing package to help save Coal Creek and provide that base load power in, in central North Dakota. Um, that was an investment in a loan made out of the legacy fund. Um, so far, uh, on the Rio website, we report a little over $250 million through the Bank of North Dakota CD match program that we've done for loans to businesses in the state. We also uh, should be booking about $50 million of fixed uh, low-interest uh, infrastructure loans to cities and counties for road and water projects across the state. That $50 million should be on the books here pretty soon. Um, and those are fixed at a 2% rate, so well below market rate um, for those loans. Okay. And then the other avenue, the one that's gotten more eyeballs, more attention, is the equity investment piece. So far, uh, we've committed $100 million to 50 South Capital to help us set up that program. Uh, 50 South so far has committed $38 million uh, in terms of the loans or the investments that they've made. They use a funds of funds approach. So our money is invested alongside other private sector dollars um, to come in and kind of leverage and grow that pie of the, what the, the whole investment world there. Mm -hmm. So the $38 million they've deployed so far has been partnered with other money to, to directly infuse about $130 million into the state of North Dakota so far. Um, and that's just off of the initial investment we've made with 50 South. But we got another $500 million to go on that equity investment piece um, before we fill what we need to out of the legacy fund. You got a message in uh, just a, a second ago, and I want to get your reaction to it because I, I think this person speaks for a, a lot of people. Uh, Tyler, when it takes five minutes to explain a percentage here, earnings there, et cetera, it is clear the tax structure and legacy fund, <clears throat> excuse me, and taxes are too complex uh, for most to understand, it's simple. It's all taxpayers' money, and no spin on messaging will change that. People feel overtaxed in total. I know you administer it, but I want to give you an opportunity to uh, um, message that. I don't disagree. I've, I voted for cutting a lot of taxes because I do agree that we're, we're overtaxed on the whole. Um, we're, we're a low-tax state in North Dakota, uh, but that still doesn't mean we, we hate right or, you know, there's still plenty of us that, that strongly disagree with writing some of those tax checks we have to. When, um, and so I agree with that, with what the caller's saying. When it comes to that principle, I know that's one of those uh, taller hills to climb because of the supermajority needed. That's why I, when we have that debate of, okay, rainy day versus long-term plan, if we're not on the same page, I don't know how in the yeah. hell you get to 75% in each chamber saying, okay, we can agree upon this. You know, we threw out there 
during the last session because there was a whole drawn-out debate, which surprised me, about even providing a, a universal lunch program. You know, like those type of things that I think it should be common sense to get behind, but we couldn't even get it for school lunches. So I don't know how we go forward. I know we're no longer in the legislature. That's been a huge fight, and I know that's something that I was – uh, always frustrated with because that's not a huge investment to be able to make for some of that stuff. But I don't think the legacy fund is the is the vehicle for that. Um, if you remember when I talked about those pie charts, fifty percent of that current pie or, or of the of the of the state share pie, one third of the total is is special funds. That's the SIF fund, Strategic Investment Improvement Fund. That's used for for a lot more one time funding and grants. That's a better avenue for programs like that than the legacy fund. Yeah. And it all is semantic that if you look at our spider web chart of how funds flow from one one to the other, your eyes will bleed before you understand yeah. what that thing is showing you. Uh, I mean, it's, it's I get it. It's complicated. But there's other avenues there. We have the Foundation Aid Stabilization Fund that's sitting with $430 million on Thomas, it. That's the, I'm the sky up. is falling deal. You've, uh, you've guessed us before. You know all this clock works. I, I've got about a minute left. But uh, you're up for re-election this year, correct? Yep. People want to learn more about your candidacy. Where do you advise that they go so I can let you get on the road? Thomasbeetle.com or my Facebook page. As, as your listeners can see, I'm a nerd for numbers. I love all this stuff. Uh, there, there's a lot of detail in it. More than happy to nerd out over our cash management and everything else anytime somebody wants. Very good. Hey, man, I appreciate uh, the time on a Monday afternoon and on a, on a holiday even, and I'll let you get on the road. You drive safe and take care, all right? Sounds good, sir. Tyler, you have a good rest of your day, and give me a call anytime. It will do. Uh, Thomas Beetle, state treasurer here in North Dakota. Reactions in at 3527. There are a lot of them. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Get you caught up with their national news headlines. I'm coming back the whole rest of the way. It's you, me, this microphone, your cell phone. The Adventure Every Text Club's 35270. You can also call into the Laney Studio line at 237-5948. I'm Tyler Axis. This is Afternoons Live on KFGO.